0: Welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. And you know it's the holiday season, and I'm kind of feeling all the warm and fuzzies.
1: Yeah? Yeah.
0: So we have a great community out on our social media, and I'd just like to give a shout out to Frank, who is the host of Silver Screeners. Yes. Yeah, he messaged us after listening to our whole ass episode of Believe. The whole thing. The whole, all of it.
1: The ass and everything.
0: (laughs) All the ass. And he said, when he heard that we were doing Christmas with the Cranks, he jumped
1: out of his shoes. That's pretty excited for this movie we're about to talk about. Yeah.
0: Right out of his shoes. This kind of made me think of uh, the movie The Mask. Oh, yeah. When Jim Carrey was watching Cameron Diaz perform on stage. He was all like, oog. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where he turns into the wolf, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But Frank is a, a fellow movie podcaster like us. And he also did an episode on Christmas with the Cranks last year. And it's his episode number 34. Mm -hmm. So all you listeners, make sure you go out there and listen to it. It's it's Silver Screeners episodes. And also while you're at it, just download all of his other
1: episodes. Yeah, while you're there.
0: Give him a little listen.
1: As you do with ours, I'm, I'm sure.
0: Yes. And we'd love to do more shout outs like this, not just for podcast but for anyone Mm -hmm. if you listen to our episode and you want to send us a comment which can be about anything for example if the episode makes you think of a crazy funny time in your life and you want to share it or if the episode makes you think of another movie Mm -hmm. you can send us a message on social media either you know direct message us or reply to the post on instagram or twitter if you don't follow us, that's totally okay. Or if you're just not really into social media, just send us an email: thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail dot com, and be sure to put shout out in the subject line. Yes, and we'll shout you out on our next episode.
1: Yes, we will. We did talk about this a bit. Now, if we get so many different people messaging us, we'll we'll try and pick and choose, or we'll we'll spread them out the best we can.
0: Right, exactly. And I'm. I'm hoping we get an overwhelming response. That would be
1: great. Yeah, That would be
0: so cool. So don't think, oh, I'm sure they'll get plenty. I'm not going to put my two cents in because that's what I do
1: <laughs> yeah, like,
0: personally. So I know what, I know what you're thinking. Uh, but message us. We want to hear from you. We want to give shout outs. We want to give love.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you want to get on on the ground floor now because if we do blow up in the future, you could be like, oh, they read... They read my letter before they became super popular. True that. Because that's totally going to happen.
0: True that. And it costs zero. At this point. Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) Frank didn't pay us any money for this.
1: Right. Get in on the ground (laughs) floor before we start charging for us to shout you out.
0: Oh, but we thank you for listening. And we are going to talk about Christmas with the Cranks.
1: Yes, we're doing Christmas with the Cranks today. I had looked on a list to see what were maybe some of the worst Christmas movies. And this was up there. Dang. I think this has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: That's pretty low.
1: That's very bad, yeah. And I think we'll get to it at the end, but the movie that we're doing next is even worse. Oh, no. It has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Oh, no. And is a religious movie, so maybe if you guys can guess it by the end, I bet some of you can. (laughs) So Christmas with the Cranks, and yeah, this has Tim Allen in it and Jamie Lee Curtis, Mm -hmm. and Dan Aykroyd's in it for a bit. This movie is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a war with the neighbors, like they're constantly going back and forth and fighting with their neighbors, and that's not really what happens.
0: Yeah. I honestly wasn't sure what to expect. I was just like, okay, we're going to have Christmas with some people, Mm -hmm. but there's going to have to be some kind of drama or something happening.
1: Christmas with the cranks. Yeah. Which, by the way, they're cranky. The names cranks i don't know if this is the names in the book because this is based upon a book Mm -hmm. called skipping christmas written by none other than john grisham
0: oh boy when
1: i saw the credits for this it was like oh based upon the novel skipping christmas by john grisham i was like huh that guy's got the same name as the dude who writes all the law books and stuff he wrote like the firm runaway jury just a ton of books that have also been turned into movies I'm like, that's unfortunate that that guy's got the same name. Well, come to figure it, it is the same guy. It's the same person. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to write anything about law this time. Although Lester Crank in this movie, Tim Allen, is a lawyer. You don't really get the sense of that.
0: Oh, I thought he was like an auditor or, or something with numbers. Uh,
1: you think that, but then Emmett M. Walsh later is like, I thought they would make your partner at this time. I can't do his voice very well and so i i don't know i think he is a lawyer so john grisham's like i'm not gonna be re- write anything about lawyers he could be a lawyer though no
0: well i mean that's something to put in there but and, yeah. and you can't expect to be great at everything all the time like he, yeah he wrote all those wonderful things you gotta have one bomb right
1: i think he's had bombs before to be honest i have not read all of his books I wonder if he's even got ghostwriters because he puts out so many books. I wonder if he has people that write some of it for him. Maybe. There were some authors that came out like that. Uh, I read the Animorph series when I was a kid. The kids turning into animals and stuff. Yeah. And I was heartbroken later to find out that she, K.A. Applegate, used ghostwriters for it.
0: Oh, damn.
1: I don't know. It just takes away the fun. Yeah. Like, I'm having someone else write my shit.
0: That's kind of rude. And put your name on it? Yeah. Yeah, no.
1: But I don't know the book. I guess I should have looked it up to see kind of what was the thing of the book. But, Mm. you know, from what I understand, same kind of thing. The main characters want to skip Christmas.
0: And do something fun and crazy.
1: Yeah, go on a cruise for God's sake. And then they can't because their neighbors are insane.
0: Which sounds so fun to me.
1: You know, I guess if you didn't have anybody around for Christmas, yeah, it'd be fun.
0: Yeah, but they do like this huge extravagant christmas which i think is why it's such a a big deal
1: it's insane it's insane like it seems like they just put on a big christmas party at the year yeah but it's like i'm sorry guys like the whole crux of the movie is that their daughter i'm assuming is leaving the house for the first time she 18 or something maybe
0: going on a mission trip yeah
1: she's in the peace corps going to peru Mm -hmm. and the movie it starts out pretty funny it starts out with Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis in bed looking very disappointed. And I'm like, did they just have disappointing sex?
0: That's what I was thinking too. Tim
1: Allen's like, well, I'm getting older. It's getting hard to, you know, get excited now.
0: Like like he didn't finish.
1: Or couldn't even get it up.
0: It, it was disappointing. <laughs> so they're just sitting there like, what do we do now?
1: Yes. They're like, well, <laughs> I guess this is just another thing we won't talk about going forward in our marriage.
0: Which could... Kind of tie into other things that happen that mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis thinks is going to be a spicing up their romance. And yeah. it ends up turning to be something completely different because Tim Allen is
1: oblivious. Yeah. She's very horny in this movie. It's very. It's crazy. <laughs> and, but yes, the daughter, she's leaving to go to the Peace Corps. We start the movie. It's like right the day after Thanksgiving because they're taking her to the airport. And Tim Allen is like, oh, the day after Thanksgiving is the busiest travel day of the year. Mm. And Jamie Lee Curtis, it's almost like she can't function without her daughter in this movie. Yeah. She is, like, crying constantly. It's like, I get it. You miss her. But when her daughter calls later, she's like, she's like, oh, my God! It is over the top. It's like in Arrested Development, which we need to watch that show because I don't think you've ever watched it. But when a character, Gene, he always, like, pops out in an unexpected time, the mom, she's always like, Gene! does <laughs> the hands. It's like, ah! Like so, people that have seen it, that's pretty much how Jamie Lee Curtis acts whenever she hears from her daughter. It's crazy. It's like, oh, Blair's on the phone. <laughs> I'm doing hands.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's doing jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. like facing down.
1: <laughs> well, that's I'll have to show you the mom in Arrested Development, but that's kind of her how she does it. So yeah, they're like, you know what, our daughter's gone. We're depressed. They're very depressed. It seems like Tim Allen, not so much. I think he's trying to get by. You know, he's being the rough man.
0: Oh, yeah. He's a man, so he can't have emotions. I
1: guess. But Jamie Lee Curtis is breaking down. But that's the whole thing of the movie is like, you know what? Our daughter's not here. It's just us. Fuck the neighbors. Let's go on a cruise.
0: Yeah. And I think the trip to the grocery store is what really finalized it when he was like going through the rain. Yeah. And trying to get the exact thing that... Jamie Lee Curtis was asking him for. And then he just got drenched with all that water. Yeah. And then he saw the cruise ship. I mean, damn, I'd want to go on a cruise ship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, the movie, it does not make sense to me. Cause it's like, these neighbors are so insane.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And Tim Allen, I got to say is also insane. Yes. The way he handles things throughout this movie. I'm just like, all right, you don't have to be an asshole about it.
0: Total asshole
1: yeah because that's you're right like after they drop off the daughter at the airport they go to the store and yeah it's like raining cats and dogs and Mm -hmm. she makes tim allen get out in the rain and he's all like that's his uh (laughs) his catchphrase he doesn't find like the thing that she needs for some pie or something like white chocolate so Mm -hmm. he gets back in and she's like but i need the white chocolate she's he's like well i didn't see it She's like, well, did you ask the butcher? And he's like, I didn't ask the butcher because why would the butcher? (laughs) He just talked like that throughout the whole movie. (laughs)
0: Like, is there a dog in here?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, he's like a dog in this movie because he hisses at the cat a few times. Yeah, he does. But he goes back in and he's raining and, you know, there's this Santa Claus on the side of the street that's trying to give him an umbrella. And he's all like, fuck you, Santa. I don't need an umbrella, which is like. Just pay the three (laughs)
0: dollars. Tells him to go fuck himself.
1: Take that umbrella and stick it up your ass.
0: (laughs) I'm too good for an umbrella. Yeah,
1: and (laughs) it's like just pay the two dollars or whatever for an umbrella. I thought this was Emmett Walsh because it kind of sounds like him at the beginning, where he's like, "Oh, you want a uh, umbrella here? I got an umbrella for you." (laughs) I won't do the impression, so I guess I should get this out of the way. This episode comes out the day before. We Hate Movies is doing their episode on Christmas with the Cranks. Yes. And we had this planned and we didn't actually have this plan to go until a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. where I was like, I thought we were only going to do one more episode after Believe. We decided, you know, we would have the time to do it. So we just picked Christmas with the Cranks out of a hat because it's bad reviews. And then last week, I think We Hate Movies, I subscribed to their Patreon release the schedule of the movies that they're doing Mm. and i was like oh they're doing christmas with the cranks oh boy and i did the math and i'm like it's a day after us i was like oh no oh
0: boy so after you watch silver screeners episode of this then go over and listen to we hate movies episode. so you're gonna get like a shit ton of christmas with the cranks yeah it's just what you need
1: and if you're like hey it sounds like you guys ripped off we hate movies or we hate movies ripped you off I'm sure there's going to be similar jokes because I mean, how much can you joke around about this movie with it being different?
0: <laughs> but we're recording it first.
1: Maybe I don't know when they well, record. Well, true, they
0: probably record. They have it more before. people,
1: so I think they have to do it in advance. But yes, we're recording this now on December 10th.
0: But we're not in competition. No. I don't want to. I don't want to put that out there. Absolutely not. They're so much better.
1: <laughs> oh, they've been doing it quite a bit longer. Yeah, yet. we did have a discussion where we're like, do we change it? <laughs> like, should we change it and not worry about? Oh, they're doing it the same day. So no competition. It's just one of those freak accidents. Only so many bad Christmas movies. So I'm trying not to do. They do a Emmett Walsh impression because he's been in different movies that they've done before. Mm. I'm trying not to do that one because theirs are like, Oh, how's it going? (laughs) I'm gonna shoot you in the (laughs) first. So that's theirs. I'm trying definitely not to do that. I'm like, be more realistic how he actually talks. (laughs) They're like, Hello, man. How you doing?
0: Is that the Santa? Who are you doing? Well,
1: I thought that was M. Emmett Walsh as the Santa, because it sounds like him. Oh, I see. He's like, oh, you need an umbrella or something, old man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that M. Emmett Walsh as Santa? But no, no, it's somebody completely different. So, but but yes, he comes out of the store a second time, and as a guy is going in, Tim Allen gets knocked, and he knocks a stand for, like, the little...
0: Awning.
1: Awning, yeah. Mm-hmm. and. The Santa Claus guy is like, "You don't want an umbrella?" And he's like, "I don't need an umbrella because how could I get any wet?" And it like,
0: yeah. I put it in
1: my notes, it douches him. He's like, it
0: does. Oh, that's a good. That's a good nice like, word.
1: I was gonna say, how could I get any wetter? And then yeah, he's so pissed off, he turns around and he sees the ad for the cruise.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's got like palm trees mm-hmm. and a couple people in bathing suits. Beautiful people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course they're perfect. Which, there's not much trivia on this, but the bathing suits that the couple is wearing in this ad are the same bathing suits that he gets them later when they go tanning.
0: The guy's wearing a Speedo? Yeah. Holy shit, I missed that.
1: you <laughs> too busy looking at the beautiful lady? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa.
0: It was from the back, you know? Yeah. I like butts. And I cannot <laughs> lie.
1: <laughs> that kind of starts it, and... This is where we kind of see that Tim Allen's an asshole because as he comes back to the car, Jamie Lee Curtis is crying. And he's like, what, what's the matter? And she's like, oh, their daughter Blair. She's like, Blair called from the plane. And he's like, called from the plane? Do you know how much that costs? Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'd say. He just starts growling at her. He's oh. <laughs> like, why did I marry a dog? <laughs> Not like a dog as in he has bad ideas about women, but a literal dog.
0: And it shows what time period this is in, too, because planes don't have phones anymore
1: yeah i don't even know if they still do these days i don't think so i mean mean,
0: maybe one
1: yeah granted we didn't fly on the uh the most luxurious planes you know just standard planes when we went to new york but they didn't have phones yeah No. and i have a bone to pick with them because they're like oh connect to our internet to be on your phones it didn't work
0: no it didn't
1: my phone i connected to their internet i did everything it asked i signed away my life i cut my finger and gave some blood And I still couldn't get to the internet. It was like, oh, no connection.
0: Yeah, they're going to get our firstborn too if we ever have a baby. (laughs) Oh, joke's
1: on them. (laughs) Yeah, no, I thought it was kind of strange. I couldn't either on any plane, like the plane going to Texas, the plane from Texas to New York, Mm -mm. and then New York to North Carolina, North Carolina to Springfield, no internet.
0: Yeah, we were on planes, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, because apparently you just can't go straight from Missouri to New York. No,
0: not without paying Three times as much.
1: For some reason. You got to go all the way to Texas and then to New York. Makes sense. And yes. then on the way back, you got to stop in North Carolina. But it was fun. That's the first time I've ever been on a plane. Yeah. So it you was interesting. Great. The the, t- the second time on the way back, it was like, what, a three-hour flight to North Carolina? Yeah, it was awful. I was getting pretty antsy. Mm-hmm. Because little did we know, we were both getting COVID. Yes. I just thought I had allergies, so I was kind of like antsy. I'm like, uh there's the plane had three seats on each side. I think I was in the middle on the way back, but I was really felt like I was trapped some for some reason, like I was stuck and could not get out of this area.
0: I did too. And that says a lot because I'm usually pretty patient. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: where are we believe? Okay. So he gets, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> Christmas with the cranks, man.
1: Oh, right. So Tim Allen, this is where he gets the idea to skip Christmas. The name of the book. So it's a little crazy. I wonder if people actually do this on spending money, this much money on Christmas. Because I thought he was tallying up the cruise, but he's actually tallying up how much they spent on Christmas last year, which was over $6,000. My goodness. We come nowhere near that. Nowhere. Do people who really love Christmas, do you spend that much?
0: I mean, I don't even know that we do 10% of that.
1: I don't even know if we get to a grand.
0: No, no. Well, ten percent would be like six hundred, but
1: oh, true, yeah, true.
0: I hope not. I really this year I have not kept track.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, no, and, and it's I don't really do that either.
0: I'm a little scared.
1: <laughs> well, he says later he tells Jamie Lee Curtis some of the things that they've spent. He's like one hundred and fifty dollars on ornament repair.
0: Ornament repair? Yeah. What the hell?
1: I guess they're like, well, Blair made this when she was a kid. We got to get it touched up. I don't know. Oh, wow. Maybe. That's what I can only imagine. Okay. They're not like regular people where it's like, oh, that ornament broke. That sucks.
0: This should be Christmas with the rich cranks.
1: They are. They are so rich. They are stupid rich. Because, and I don't know how, he must be making some damn good money because I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was a housewife in this because she's at home quite a bit. She's not? But she does work for the soup kitchen or whatever because oh. you remember she does meet with her two friends talking about like we got to get the band for the christmas pageant or whatever
0: oh i thought maybe she just volunteered
1: that's what i'm thinking too because i was like well you can't make much money doing that if at any so he must be making some damn good money at that law firm
0: well, a lawyer yeah
1: working with john grisham
0: makes sense
1: he realizes that his firm is evil and works for the mafia and he has to expose them that's the plot <laughs> of the firm <laughs> another john grisham book So yeah, he must be making some damn good money because they spend quite a bit. Like He tallies up how much they spent and how much it'll be for the trip that they want to go on. And this scene here is probably the only funny scene in the movie, I thought. It's when they're at dinner. Jamie Lee is like as horny as can be. Mm -hmm. And he's giving her looks and she's like, what are you looking at me for? Mm -hmm. And he's like, nothing. I just, I got to give you something. And he walks away. And she, like, fluffs her hair and unbuttons her vest. She's wearing, like, a Christmas sweater. Oh, yeah. And she starts downing the wine at the table.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was I was cracking up. Yeah, I, I love this scene. It's so funny.
1: She is very funny in this, yes. And I was like, well, of course, anybody that has to have sex with Tim Allen is going to need to get wasted to do it.
0: <laughs> I think I did put my notes, I'm like, why does she need to get drunk to have sex?
1: Because when he's having sex with her, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, great, a dog's humping me. <laughs> I wonder if they do that style. Oh, doggy style? <laughs> it's the only way, honey. It's the only way I don't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, God, why did I marry Tim Allen? Oh, my God. That's awful. But he lays it out here. She's ready to, like, get it on at the table.
0: Yeah, he even, like, scoots things over like clears the table off
1: yeah and she's like it's not even saturday no. i guess that's like their one day a week
0: <laughs> schedule sex that's awesome
1: that's that's romantic so she like oh close the blinds and he's like what what are you talking about but he comes back in with a boom box which you don't have those anymore not really <laughs> and, a, and a hawaiian shirt with sunglasses on playing like reggae music
0: yeah i'm like that's great that's
1: something but she's like what what are you doing yeah. You're not going to help my leg for a few <laughs> seconds and that's it? We're actually going to do something weird with it now?
0: <laughs> we got going to have to have music with it?
1: It's weird. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love our three seconds of sex, but uh you're making it a little crazier, huh? All right.
0: <laughs> Spicing it up. Yeah.
1: Yes, he's like, we're going on a cruise. And this was a big trailer line because... Going on a little tangent here now, I didn't hit me until the credits hit with the Santa Christmas music, but this movie came out when I worked at the theater.
0: Oh, that's right. I remember you saying that. I
1: started working at that theater in 2004. I think this is 2006. Oh, 2004 as well. So the same year. I started in May. This would have been in December-ish, I think. Yeah, this came out the same year I started working at the theater. Wow. And I just remember the trailers playing in the lobby and cleaning the theater when it was over but when he's like we're going to go on this cruise and she's like well, when do we leave he's like christmas day and she's like well that's that's not going to work he's like we skip christmas and she goes we skip christmas <laughs> what that's a that was in the trailer the whole time yeah and you just hear it every now and again you're like oh here's your popcorn that's going to be 1575 skip christmas <laughs> that's that would happen you would just hear a line because we had TVs all in the lobby of the theater and they would be playing like movie trailers and stuff there was a horse movie, gosh, I wish I could remember it, but there was a line where the dad is like, they're losing money and stuff on this ranch, and he's like, we're going to sell the dang ranch. We, I heard that all the time. Oh, wow. Be cleaning the lobby, and just people will be talking, we're like, oh, 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 sell the dang ranch. Uh, like, we made fun of that so hard. I bet. So PTSD from some trailers. But he tells her, you know, we spent $6,000, and she's like, well, well, how much is this trip going to be? He's like... Three thousand.
0: Yeah, and then she's like, "We'll be saving money."
1: Yeah, that gets that gets her even horny. Yeah,
0: she's all like ripping her clothes off and really getting her hair fluffy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oddly enough, she's like, "Well, okay, we'll, we'll skip Christmas, but we still want to give our donations to the charities." And he's like, "Fuck them." Yeah, they got plenty. She's like, "Cause she wants to donate to like the children's hospital and the church." <laughs>
0: Why would you want to do that?
1: He has this hard stance where it's like total boycott on Christmas. Right. Like.
0: And I'm kidding. You, you Donating is very good. Children need it. <laughs> yes. All the charities need it.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's just very strange to me that he's like, we're skipping Christmas entirely. Like donations, good things that we normally do for people. No. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck all of it. The church, I can understand, but. Which later, here in just a minute, it cuts to them in bed because she's like, "We're not doing it unless we donate." And he was like, "Fine, I'll fucking donate for them. She's like, "Well, just give six hundred dollars, like we did last year. Six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot of money. That shows you how rich they are. But if you're stupid rich,
0: that's really not a lot.
1: Drop in the bucket. I
0: mean, they could do a thousand probably.
1: That'd be like me, dro- you know, donating fifty bucks, but like I can do it.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, fifty dollars is a lot, but I mean. And the whole scheme of it, or the whole picture, they need like thousands or millions even. Yeah. Especially for the hospitals.
1: True, true. But every
0: little bit counts. So if you can only give $5 to something that you're passionate about, then do that.
1: I am going to be donating to an LGBTQ charity this year because I, she's not going to listen to this. I got my mom the Harry Potter series for Christmas. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, I want them. When I I moved out, I took the books with me. Because at the time I really enjoyed them. It's unfortunately J.K. Rowling has become a huge transphobic person. But right. I was I, I kind of felt a little guilty buying him because I'm like, ugh, that's gonna go to her. She's gonna get some percentage of that. So I'm gonna donate to a charity to to ease my conscience.
0: I think that's wonderful.
1: It'll be six hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see me wink. Uh, uh. See, um, they can't see me winking. I'm huh? gonna have to take away your wallet for a little bit. Okay. No, <laughs> no, I I don't know why it affects me so much, but I'm just like, dude, it really bums me out that that lady is gonna get money.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's gonna get it anyway because there's so many people that do support her, which yeah. is just insane. <clears throat> I don't know why anybody would want to support hate, but you know, you do you, I guess. I think in the long run, it's just she's gonna get it anyway
1: yeah need that i understand and it's like walmart yes i have not read the books in a while i used to try to read them every year because i i really like them i don't know i have always been a person that has had a hard time separating the art from the artist mm-hmm. if the artist is a real piece of shit
0: yeah you, you do that in movies too
1: yeah yeah and music like i couldn't listen to guns and roses for the longest time because i i knew that axel rose the singer was a piece of shit yeah and i do that with other bands too Like, the Smiths. I love the Smiths, but man, Morrissey is an asshole. I was like, And you read Harry Potter and it's like, Voldemort doesn't like certain people and we need equality for all. I'm like, she wrote about equality for all and she doesn't believe it.
0: But it's fiction, so.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm looking at the Harry Potter books on the ground here because they're behind you on the floor. Where I'm going to wrap them later, but.
0: This is an episode of us ranting about whatever we want to rant about. (laughs) That's
1: pretty much every episode. (laughs) So he agrees to donating the money because she has a very good line. He goes, are you going to let, uh, you know, a few hundred dollars get in the way of us going on a trip? Yeah. And she's like, no, you are. Yeah. And that really gets him.
0: I'm going to use that whenever I can.
1: (laughs) I'll just have to remember never to set you up for that Mm -hmm. line. Mm-hmm. So he agrees to give money, and Jamie Lee jumps on him, and he's like, Well, honey, it's not even Saturday. No,
0: they finally get it on.
1: Yes. This is the start of him acting like a complete asshole or doing things I just can't understand, because the first thing he does now is he prints up like a big letter to his office. Yeah. And he's like, My wife and I are going on a trip. I will not be at the Christmas party. I will not be giving or accepting gifts.
0: Yeah, pretty much like, fuck off.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, I know you don't want to do Christmas Christmas, but there are still some things you could do.
0: Yeah, and then I'm like, wait, are these, like, his employees? He's putting this on official letterhead.
1: <laughs> you would think, I guess, because, yeah, it shows him walking around the office handing these out. And as he does, like, more and more people are, like, standing looking at him. They're like, and honestly, If
0: my boss did send out a letter like that, like, not celebrating Christmas, I'd probably just like, okay. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. I don't I there, don't know why you had to put it on official letterhead.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. There was, I think there was somebody on some basketball team. It was either mine or like another girl's, like my sister's basketball team or something. But there was a girl on there that my mom was like, oh, that girl here, her parents are Jehovah's Witness. They mm. don't celebrate Christmas. Mm. I, yes. Mm-hmm. And like, she was so weirded out by that. She's like, they don't celebrate any holidays.
0: Yeah. When When I was a manager, I had some employees that were like that. Yeah. And- you know, we totally respected it and we still did, you know, decorations and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we were handing out gifts, it felt weird, but they would not get anything.
1: Yeah, it does feel strange. And they
0: requested that. And and I was even open and talked to one of them because, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't hurting his feelings yeah. or offending him. So I just kind of set out, you know, what are your expectations? These are my expectations. And we kind of worked together on that. Yeah. So it was really nice. Very cool. Yeah. Very nice.
1: Back then as a kid, I just couldn't understand it. I'm like, they don't celebrate Christmas. Now I'm like, I get it. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, yeah. And you're like, why wouldn't you want a present? You know, presents are fun.
1: And I'm like, oh, you don't have to like rush around and see family. And thankfully we don't really have to do that. It's just my parents.
0: Yeah, it's like maybe they do that all year, which I think is what you should do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. appreciate your family and, uh, you know, Be kind to people, you know, and I think a lot of it is the season. Yeah. And that's probably a lot of the reason why I like to celebrate it, even though we're not religious. It's just, you know, it's kind of a gloomy time of the year. And why not, you know, be a little happy with your family unless you got a crazy family. And if so, you know, you just take the good out of that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. That's what you got to do all year. And then some people just only want to do that for Christmas. Yeah. He passes the letters out to everybody. They're all kind of weirded out. But Jamie Lee gets accosted in the town. They seem like they live in a very small town. Yeah. The way that it's set up.
0: Because everybody knows everybody.
1: Yeah. Because she's in a store and this guy who, if I remember right, this guy who like bothers her about her Christmas cards, I think was in Galaxy Quest. He was one of the aliens. Oh, okay. And Tim Allen is in that movie as well. But he jumps Mrs. Crank, Jamie Lee Curtis, in the street. and He's like, hey, uh, I haven't heard anything about your Christmas cards yet.
0: Yeah, which is rude. Yeah. Like, you don't do that as a business person. At least I would never do that. Maybe that makes me a horrible salesperson. Yeah. You no. Know.
1: It seems like this is a very small town. You're right, because everybody knows everybody. However, it does look like they live in a big city because Tim Allen works in a gigantic office. Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Maybe it's like they live in New York, but they commute. They live in like a small town. Maybe. I live in town for five days a week and then go home on the weekends.
0: Yeah. You'd have to. Yeah.
1: I. That's like in Revolutionary Road with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I think they live in New York maybe, but it, at the beginning it shows how long of a commute he has on the train mm-hmm. to get in. I can imagine. I was imagine. like, ooh, that's miserable. Yeah. But she tells him, you know, she's like, "Uh, oh, we're not doing that this year. I'm not going to need any Christmas cards. And she's... For some reason, like, very scared to tell him. <laughs> she's just so nervous. I think she's a little embarrassed. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Or, or she doesn't want to let people down. Something like that.
1: Yeah, probably so. She's, you know, it'd be, probably be me. <laughs> I would, if people are like, oh, are you going to do them I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't want to commit. <laughs> so she goes to lunch with her two friends. And they're only in two scenes, I think.
0: That's weird, right?
1: Unless they were at the party at the end. I didn't see him. Oh,
0: I don't know. Maybe.
1: But yes, it is very strange. It's Caroline Ray, who was one of the moms in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the show. Okay. She was very hot at the time, you know, on that show, on this. Yeah, she what? got some work. I'm sorry? Work. What, what did like, you say? Very hot with work. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> like no. a, a hot commodity. <laughs> like people wanted her. I'm kidding. I know. And then the other one... Um, Either recently paroled or currently in jail, (laughs) Felicity Huffman, um, William H. Macy's wife, who got sentenced some time because they were doing that whole college scandal, cheating and paying for money for college.
0: Yeah. You know, if we ever had kids, I mean, I would do anything for them, but I don't know that I would go this far. Yeah. I'm like, if if you can't get into this college, then you're meant to go somewhere else. But she was all like, you're going to this college and I'm going to make sure.
1: Yeah, she paid. I'm looking it up here. It says she paid fifteen thousand dollars to have her to have a proctor change her answers after she took the SAT. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. She was sentenced to 250 hours of community service and was on supervised release for one year. Wow. So, you know, if you're rich, it doesn't matter. And her daughter is probably mortified. I don't know. Like Aunt Becky from Full House, you know, she did it too. I don't know what her sentence was, but her daughter, people were like posting video clips of her daughter like through the years and her daughter seems kind of dumb. Oh,
0: that's sad. I hate to
1: say it, but she just seems kind of like a Kim Kardashian type. Oh, I see. Where she's like, I don't even want to go to college. I want to focus on my makeup. Well, And then they were like, "Um, your mom's getting in some serious shit for paying for you to get into college. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) There's so much you can do now without going to college, though. So I don't get it. Like, you can make tons of money being a content creator or even makeup. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see TikTok stuff all the time. And people come out with their own makeup line. I mean, of course, not everybody, unfortunately. Because it's a saturated field, Yeah. Just like podcasting. But we do it because we love it.
1: Yeah. It, there's no guarantee that you would make it. But yeah. So that's her two friends. And she's having lunch with them. And this is where I think she's planning. They're like, oh, we need to have a band for the mm. pageant or party or whatever. And they're like, well, last year it cost us $15,000. Wow. Yeah. She's like, well, I paid for it myself. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But this is where that dude comes back in and is like, oh, we didn't even talk about your Christmas party invites. And she's like, oh, uh, I I don't need those either. And this dude's like, oh, she's not even getting Christmas cards for anybody this year.
0: Yeah, like, uh, this is too much out in the open.
1: Like, dude, calm down.
0: You're airing my dirty laundry right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because then her friends jump on Jamie Lee and are like, well, you always have a Christmas party this year and... Felicity Huffman's like, well, what are we supposed to do if you're not here?
0: Maybe go to your family.
1: Yeah, I'm like, well, your lives revolve around them. Yeah, uh, but she's like, yeah, we just we're going on a cruise and we're we're gonna stop. We're not gonna do it this year. Blair is gone.
0: People think that's the worst thing in the world.
1: I know this town is so strange.
0: It's in it. It's a lot like the pageant. Um, yeah, in, yes, and believe because they were just like. The pageant has to happen, otherwise, you know, the the world's going to end. And they're just like, oh, we have to have a Christmassy party at the Cranks. Or, you know, we're just not socially accepted anymore.
1: I guess, but, dude, it's like, yes, you guys are their friends, and them going does not mean that they don't want to be your friends anymore. Yeah. I thought we were going to get some scene where Tim Allen's like, oh, you know, I'm just... I'm so upset that Blair's gone. It just doesn't feel like Christmas. and But we never get that. Mm-mm. Where he's like, well, I've been an asshole because I just miss Blair so much and I want it to be like a regular. But he's just like, I don't want to deal with these people.
0: Yeah, he, Well, he's probably sick of it because yeah. he has to cater to them, it seems like.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because the next scene here is him bartering with the Boy Scouts.
0: That's right. They just
1: automatically come to his house with a tree. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's $90 for this tree, which I'm like, $90? Holy I thought shit. they only
0: sell, sold
1: popcorn. Uh, I don't know. It I've only seen it in movies where they have like a tree farm, you know? Yeah. You definitely. see them where they go to the big tree farm and they're like, oh, I have that one. <laughs> I
0: know. I always see Girl Scouts sell cookies and Boy Scouts sell popcorn. That's yes. it.
1: Nothing else. Jamie Lee again is being very cowardly. She like lets him deal with it. She, she kind of slings back into the house. I would do that. Yeah, I would do that too.
0: <laughs> In fact, I have done that because there was somebody, it was a Republican, that uh, <laughs> came to our door. And <laughs> you were outside and I was inside and the door was open and I just closed the door. Yes. And left you outside.
1: Yes, thank you for that.
0: <laughs> I'm like, he <"You> can <laughs> handle this.
1: It's fine. Oh, I did.
0: You did, Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think that's the guy where I saw he was like anti-abortion at any age, or I think no, he was pro-guns, Guns, yeah. and it was just pick out, you know, pick out which one. But there was just a school shooting that had happened, mm-hmm. and as he started to walk away, I'm like, "Oh, pro-guns, that's pretty good at this time, huh?" And yes. he like kept walking. He's
0: like, "Okay, you guys are not Republicans. I'm and, out of here. I'm like, go then, to our neighbors. They're, <laughs> they're
1: Republicans." Yeah, he heard me ripping that his little sign up as he walked away. <laughs> I was like, pro-guns, huh? Big shooting in school.
0: No thanks. We're not against guns, but we and there needs to be a little bit more control. Yes,
1: absolutely. We're in Missouri, so guns are pretty common. Oh, yeah. Where they're like, oh, it's, like you get a lot of people that are like, they're heritage. Like, this is what we like. We grew up with them.
0: And hunting, you know. that's It's good to do that because deers can just get crazy.
1: Yeah, but there's got to be something. Yeah. More just School shootings every day it's sad tim allen here like rejects the christmas tree he's like eh, no we're not doing it this year and one of the kids is like well i'm sorry that the price went up yeah <laughs> it's pretty funny oh and he's like no we're not we're not doing christmas this year we don't need a tree and the dad just knocks this tree over and like drags it back to the truck where they're at He just he's like <laughs> like and being
0: babies about it. Yeah,
1: I'm like, you're damaging that nice tree. Yeah.
0: Now you're not going to be able to sell it at all.
1: Yeah. So this is where we get introduced to Dan Aykroyd. His name is Vic Frothmeyer. Or Frommeyer. Yeah, fromeyer yeah. I guess. They call him the warden boss of the street, which I, I know we're going off tangents left and right here, but I'm so fucking glad we do not live in a, a homeowners neighborhood. It's a yes. homeowners association.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I just... I sometimes do like look that up or I'll see on the news like Homeowner Association fights, people fighting mm-hmm. each other. It's like somebody always wants to be the head of the Homeowners Association and then they it seems like they always try to rule it with an iron fist. Mm-hmm. But this isn't a Homeowners Association. Dan Aykroyd's just crazy.
0: He's the street bully. Pretty much,
1: yeah, because Tim Allen and Jamie Lee go back into their house and they see the Boy Scouts and their dad talking to Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. And he turns around like he's a, like the devil. Yeah. And he just does like a zoom in on the, the house that he's looking. It's like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and he even gets his son in on it. Which this kid, again, talk about another hot commodity at the time. This is Dewey, the youngest son from Malcolm in the Middle.
0: Yeah, so
1: cute. Yeah, he was. He's kind of dropped out of acting from what I understand.
0: Yeah, oh, well. I'm sure childhood
1: acting is traumatic, so... Gosh, I hope not for him. So we cut to night, and Tim Allen meets Dan Aykroyd. He's like taking his garbage out or his recyclables, and he just sits him on the side of the road. Yeah. He has—I like, watched it again a little bit yesterday to kind of refresh—and he has like this little can- this little tray of bottles. It sounds like, and he just sets it on the side of his street and walks back inside.
0: Yeah, I think that's what that normally happens. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, never knew that.
0: I mean, we don't recycle. Don't hate us. We love the earth.
1: My parents do, so it cancels it out. <laughs> We're just lazy people. <laughs> uh, but Dan Aykroyd shows up, and this is where he's kind of trying to not be so crazy about it, but he is trying to strong arm him back into Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: And Dan Aykroyd, he's doing his weird, like Chicago, like, oh, beautiful year this year. Yeah. Mm, yeah. He's like, boy, we uh, sure miss Blair. And he's like, yeah, 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 we do too. And he's like, oh, what's this? I heard you're not gonna be doing uh, Christmas, huh? And he's like, yeah, we're we're just doing. It. And he's like, boy, you should. Uh, the neighbors are really gonna love it if you did Christmas. And he's like, he has a really good line. Tim Allen's like, that's none of your business. Right. Yeah.
0: Because it's not. And I thought it was funny at the same time. You kind of see Caddy Corner. There's there's a house and pe- there's they're putting up lights.
1: Yeah yes yeah i think it's like right next door to tim allen it's a husband a wife and i thought somebody because this it's their kid Mm. this kid is drinking beer the whole time
0: yes and we thought it was the wife at first
1: i did too yeah he's got long hair but it is rickety cricket from it's always sunny in philadelphia
0: (laughs) it's so funny yeah his character in that show is just ridiculous it's just
1: the worst of the worst just things keep happening to him yeah where he's like, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm, he talks, I, forget, I wish I could remember some of the lines where he's like, he's like, oh, my neck, yeah, it looks like uh, the scar he gets on his neck from one time. He was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, your dogs like to hump it. It looks like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> he like, just got a little finish. Holy oh, yuck. That's when he gets hit in the neck uh, with the trash can. Oh, okay. Danny DeVito's character, they're they're doing the wrestling show and Danny DeVito throws it and hits him in the neck. <laughs> That's right. He's like, oh, did I get you, Cricket? He's like, oh, <laughs> he's like bleeding super bad. I'm just gonna
0: die. It's cool,
1: uh, yeah, I just can't believe how bad they keep that character. he if you haven't seen the show, just worse and worse things keep happening to him. He starts off as a really nice like priest, Yes. <laughs> and then just because he is associated with the gang, he is gets gets fucked up. It's awful, but he's the kid he's in here for just like two scenes too. He's like his dad is hanging the lights up, and the dad gets electrocuted and falls off the ladder. And he's just standing there with a beer laughing.
0: Yeah, they never focus on him for very long. Because it took us a minute just to realize who it was. Yeah. Because it was just like, focus for a second and then pan away. Like, wait, nope, go back. Yeah,
1: because there's a scene where Tim Allen's stealing a tree later, and his neighbors look out their window, and we see him again. Yeah. And he's drinking a beer again, so I guess he's supposed to be like an alcoholic, but like, how old is he supposed to be? I don't know. Making him an alcoholic kind of a weird choice, because you're like, well, he still lives with his parents. I (laughs) I guess
0: maybe they were showing that they they were kind of a quote unquote rough neighbor. Oh, maybe it seems sometimes is in every neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to make it realistic, but that was the only time they saw him drinking, or we saw him drinking.
1: Uh, he's drinking in the second scene too. mm -hmm. He's got a beer in his hand.
0: It was was the first time of two that we saw him drinking.
1: So he and Dan Aykroyd are talking after they see the neighbor fall, and Dan Aykroyd's like, "Wow, well, it's time to put up Frosty. And he hands him a flyer where it's like, don't forget to put your Frosty up, because I guess everybody in the neighborhood has a Frosty the Snowman statue. This is weird. That you have to put up on the roof. I don't get it. I guess we'll find out later that this Frosty is the devil because its face changes.
0: It is. <laughs> and it's dangerous as hell.
1: yeah. Here's where we kinda of get introduced to M. Emmett Welsh and his wife. They live right across the street. He keeps calling Tim Allen old man for some reason. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh should've I heard I didn't make your partner over there, old man. And he's Tim Allen that drives him crazy. He's he says you're like ten years older than I am, but I don't think that could be true. M. Emmett Welsh has always looked like he's in his eighties the yeah, whole time. <laughs> I don't know. But M. Emmett Welsh he has a funny line back to him where he's like, You're like ten years older than I am. It's like, I'll oh, prove it. there's a whole subplot here of his wife is dealing with cancer
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and they just found out that the cancer is back right and it is probably spread because that's when jamie lee is with her friends for the second scene is caroline ray comes into the soup kitchen they're working at and she just starts crying and i thought that that was trying to get them to stay for christmas because she's like (laughs) Oh, his wife has got cancer again. They said it's back. And boy, they don't know how much longer that she's got. This like, could be your last Christmas. She says that, yes. And I was like, oh, they're fucking with her. Oh. But yeah, that really doesn't have any place in the movie, only for just the very last scene. You know, he wants Tim Allen to do a nice thing for him. But this poor woman that's like, oh, she's got cancer and she's going to be dying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking
1: weird. That's, that's just an awful turn, I guess. And if in case of... Cancer was not rough enough. Tim Allen keeps stepping on her cat. Yeah. And hissing at it. And the wife's like, oh, aren't you two ever going to get along? (laughs) It's a
0: cute, fluffy, white cat.
1: Yeah, and Tim Allen does that.
0: Yeah. Hisses at it.
1: Oh, my God. So here we get some of the craziness back between the neighbors and stuff. Like Tim Allen goes to work and the neighbors are standing outside their house and they're like, Nora, you bring out Frosty. Bring out Frosty (laughs) here and we'll put him up for you. And she's, like, freaking out in the house. It reminded me of Halloween because she's, like, standing in the house scared. Looking out the window like, oh, God, they're going to come in. (laughs) So she calls Tim Allen and he's like, get out of the house. So they meet up at this bar.
0: Yeah. But I think what was funny when she did leave, it was very, like, almost suspenseful. And she's going real slow. Yeah. Like, driving real slow. And then Dan Aykroyd comes over. And starts harassing her, grabbing onto the side of the window.
1: Oh, I was so pissed off here about these neighbors because, yeah, she calls Tim Allen and he's like, meet up at this bar. So she's like slinking out in her car trying to escape. And then her neighbors are like, she's running. Yeah. I'll be like, fuck you guys. They're like
0: a mob. Yeah.
1: Like, stop her. Dan Aykroyd jumps on the car and he's like, Nora, Nora, just give us Frosty. We want Frosty, Nora. Jeez. And she rolls his fingers up into the window, and he falls, and his gloves are still there. Yeah, which I
0: thought was funny, because then she looked over and started screaming.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got you got Jamie Lee Curtis screaming in a movie. I mean, hey, that's taking me back to Halloween. Gotta do it. And other movies she's been in. She's famous for it. But, yeah, they meet up at the bar, and this is where um, Jamie Lee Curtis is, like, pounding beer again. Yeah. Because she's, like, freaked out by the neighbors. And this is the bathing suit scene. Tim Allen's like, well, I've got something for you. And he... Pops out this very small bathing suit for her and him. Yeah. A Speedo. And she's like, well, I don't want to wear this on the cruise. And he's like, that's the great thing. It's not for the cruise. And they go downstairs in this mall to like a tanning bed area. (laughs) Yeah. And this poor lady, she's been in stuff, but the lady that works there is like completely covered. She looks like burnt.
0: Oh, like orange.
1: Like a certain president we just got rid of.
0: I mean, you know you know what spray tans look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly like the president. Yes. Ex-president.
1: Yeah, this is a huge thing. I thought it was more in the 2000s, but maybe it was catching on in the late 90s. I don't know. Everyone getting spray tanned and looking like burnt piece of toast. It's gross. Yeah.
0: But if you do it, that's cool. That's fine.
1: Just yeah. Just not for me. Just, you know, if you get out and you're like, wow, I went too far. Maybe like, you know, a couple of tans less next time.
0: I prefer to be pale and pasty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So this is a very strange scene where we cut to Jamie Lee Curtis in her bikini in the tanning room. Yeah. And she's like, this should be illegal. And she gets in the tanning bed. And, I mean, I had to look it up. She's like 40, 46, I think, in this age. She doesn't look, she looks good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the tanning bed. And some dude that works there who played Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. Yeah comes out and he walks into the room where she's bathing and he's like oh gosh i'm sorry because that's how i used to talk on the show he's like oh oh gosh oh jeez and she's like she hits her head because she scares her and she comes out into the main lobby of this tanning place and it's like right at the exit of the mall like people are walking Mm -hmm. by and she's just hanging out in this bathing suit
0: yeah she just comes out yeah, I don't know. I It's very exposing, I guess. Yeah,
1: very revealing because it's just kind of a skimpy bikini. And she's asking for like a towel for... Or
0: a band-aid. For a band-aid. The, the cut on her head. Yeah. yeah.
1: This, and then wouldn't you know it, she sees her priest. Of course. And the camera lingers on her breasts. It like, <sighs> like zooms in or shows her breasts because the priest is looking.
0: Too long. They're probably like, oh... This movie's not gonna do very good. Let's let's get some titties involved in here. Well, I wonder
1: if they were like (laughs) going back over the shots that they had filmed and they were like, Oh, oh, we got shots of her breast. Who was filming that? Like Frank (laughs) was filming the camera that day. Oh Oh, Frank. Frank.
0: (laughs) From Silver Screen Screeners. You filming that day.
1: But the priest again is like, oh, I heard we're not doing Christmas this year. And she's like, nope, nope, we're, we're going on a cruise like we fucking told everybody five times already.
0: Yeah, so leave me
1: alone. And then the icing on the cake is Tim Allen comes out and he's wearing his little Speedo. Yeah. And he's like, hey, father, how's it going? And that's just the cut. Because of this, they then end up in the community paper, which I did not know existed. Uh, It's a picture of them in their bathing suits. I don't know who took the photo, but the paper is just talking about how shitty they are. They're like, oh, they're selfish. They're not going to be staying for Christmas.
0: Yeah, and um, Tim Allen has like the biggest bulge in his Speedo. Yeah. I just have to
1: point that out. Because you were like, that's fake. Yeah, oh, (laughs) totally.
0: Totally fake.
1: I bet he was like, give me a big dick. (laughs) Give me a big cup. Yeah. (laughs) First off, I thought Tim Allen planted this story in the paper because Jamie Lee Curtis loses her shit. She's like, oh, these people in this neighborhood are fucking assholes and jerks about this, you know. And Tim Allen is like laughing the whole time. And I was like, he must have planted that story for her to get pissed off and want to leave.
0: Interesting.
1: Because she's like, oh, I don't even think I'll come back. Whoa. And he's like, yes. But no, it was Emmett Walsh, we're led to believe. That's crazy. Because he goes over there to like yell at him. And this is when he's like, oh, yeah, you think I did it, old man? And he's like, you're 10 years older than I am. And yeah, they have like a fight. You know, we we just keep seeing different parts of the neighborhood and stuff. We're introduced to cops played by Cheech Marin and Jake Busey. Mm -hmm. They decline buying a calendar for the police.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: another thing they just don't get. And the police are all pissed off at them.
0: And then, of course, you know, like one year all they're asking is one year and they are just like the worst people in the world
1: yeah we do get kind of like a a montage of tim allen fighting the neighborhood because he's pissed off that carolers keep coming in so he like freezes the walkway so like all these carolers just keep slipping that is funny it is pretty funny yeah (laughs) and jamie lee comes out to like help him and falls and she sees the cat is frozen (laughs) yeah which is a very bad cgi cat totally so okay, well the big twist of the movie, we might as well just go ahead and get into it is that they're packing all their shit for their trip, wouldn't you know it they get a call from their daughter and she I was pissed off at this daughter. Mm-hmm. I was so pissed off at this daughter because she's like, "Guess what, you guys? I'm coming home for Christmas."
0: Yeah, you just left.
1: Well, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean it not like not even like, a month. Yeah, or not a even.
1: Month. A little bit of a month, yes. And she's like, I'm coming home. And Jamie Lee, like, screams. She's like, "Ah."
0: Yeah. She's
1: like, Jesus Christ. Over the top. And she's like, and I'm bringing home a guy that I like. Enrique. And Tim Allen has a line or something where he's like, oh, that's the guy that she went to Peru to go chase or something like that. And does she give him all the information here? I think she just dumps it all on him where she's like, we're going to be home tonight at 8.00. Enrique is my fiancé now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. She says it right over the phone.
1: And Jamie Lee screams so loud she breaks glass. But, yeah. you know, And she's like, you know what? I've been telling Enrique about how great our Christmases are, and I would really love for you to give him the best Christmas ever because I know you guys are going to do your, your same old Christmas routine. So we're going to be there tonight, and we would love to be there for your Christmas party. And Jamie Lee, I hate these parts of movies because Jamie Lee just needs to be like, Hey, you did not tell us you were coming home, yeah, you dropped us you dropped this on us at the last second. we were going on a cruise, and we will be going on a cruise,
0: yeah, so you can come home. The house is yours, yeah, you know, and Enrique is a doctor, so you know,
1: yeah, make kids, there we go, make us grandkids, that's right, but if you wanted us to have a major Christmas party, should have called. <laughs> Yeah. really need to let us know you were coming in
0: another case of communication yes just i like and believe we're gonna tie all of this together
1: you know i'm sure like a regular parent probably would not be pissed off as this but i was getting angry because i would just be like look i'm sorry like mm-hmm. we thought you were gonna be you know gone for like a year we had no idea you were coming home we made plans
0: yeah, because they probably already paid the three
1: grand. They already did. Yeah, it, it, Tim Allen later says they're non-refundable.
0: Yeah. So now instead of you know six thousand, what they're going to be paying nine thousand for this Christmas?
1: Well, I don't think they're going to be paying anything for this Christmas. Well,
0: it's because yeah, now community comes together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the craziest thing is, is that Jamie Lee Curtis is like, of course, honey, we're going to have the best Christmas party tonight. Mm. Everyone's going to be there. I'm going to make all my favorite dishes and stuff and Tim Allen's like what is wrong with you (laughs) he's all like (laughs) (laughs) like a chimp (laughs) so they get off the phone and Tim Allen is like what about the cruise and she's like oh forget the fucking cruise (laughs) we're not going now we have to do this whole rush where Jamie Lee Curtis is going to the store to get a ham in a can which looks disgusting
0: it's a hickory honey ham.
1: Yes. Yeah, because I guess Jamie Lee makes that every year.
0: And it, Yeah, and it is in a can. I've never seen ham in a can.
1: Not like this, no. Unless
0: it's Spam.
1: Well, Tim Allen has a gross line later where he's like, well, it's mostly just uh, liquid and gelatinous fat. hmm I'm like, mm, Yeah. God. Yeah, so yummy. She goes to the store and gets into a fight with this lady. They're, like, rushing to get in, and Jamie Lee doesn't get the ham. She buys a ham off of a couple for a bunch of money because she's rich as fuck. Right. And she loses it and it rolls into the road and gets run over by a truck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. That is
1: pretty funny, yeah. While she's doing that, Tim Allen goes to buy a tree. The only tree they have left is one that has no leaves on it.
0: Yeah, Or I think it had a few. yes and then when he got home there was none.
1: Yeah, like they all blew off on the way. So it's he does have a funny scene where he just takes it off tr- the top of his car and throws it. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> um or
0: he actually puts it in his mouth and starts running around the house. Cuz he's, yeah, he's the dog. <laughs> he breaks a little limb off. He buries
1: it. <laughs> um so he sees that his neighbors are leaving. Like you know, they're packing up. They're going to their in-laws for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he goes over and he's like, "Can I borrow your tree?" And the guy's like, "Uh, no, I don't think so." He's like, "Look, my daughter's coming home. We said for some dumbass reason we would give her this big Christmas party." He's like, "Can I just borrow it? I'll have it back in your house at the end of the night or whatever." So he enlists Dan Aykroyd's son to help him steal this tree.
0: Yeah, which is so—I mean, such a role model thing
1: to do. Yeah, I guess cause the neighbor does give them his keys. He's like, Fine, put it back. He's like, but not one broken ornament. <laughs> which they fuck up. Like the kid, Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle breaks an ornament.
0: Like immediately.
1: And he's like, What which ornament was that? And he pulls it up and is like, uh, baby's first Christmas.
0: <laughs> the worst ornament to break. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it it is kind of funny. They they are moving this tree and they knock it the fuck over into like a little like one of those red rider. Yeah, things, the uh, like the little pull pull cart things. Uh, God
0: damn, what they're
1: called? I don't remember, but it's yeah, it's like the little red rider. They pull it, and the neighbor across the street happens to see them, and this is where you see Rickety Cricket again drinking beer, and he calls the cops on him.
0: Okay.
1: And wouldn't you know it? Cheech Marin, who does not seem like he wants to be in this movie at all. No. He's like, are you uh, stealing that Christmas tree? Yeah, you know, he just he acts like he does not want to be here at all. Uh-huh.
0: I think he's a good actor, but yeah, in this he was just kind of like, god, this stu- this movie's stupid.
1: Yeah, no, he doesn't want to be in here at whatever. And so the Tim Allen gets arrested and is about to go to jail until Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle is like, the neighbor I I back him up. Everything he said was true. The neighbor did give him his key. Here's the key. So they have no choice but to let him go.
0: Yeah, so they believe a kid over over him. I know.
1: They're like, we're going to go down to the station. We're going to call this neighbor. We're going to figure this out. (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis comes home, and Tim Allen is all like, hey, where's the ham? She's like, don't fucking say that name to me. Yeah, she's like, never speak of that ham again. And the daughter calls again, and she's like, hey, we're in Ohio or whatever. And, Mom, you know, we were just talking about that famous pie you made every year. And she's like, I'll make it. I'll make it for you right now. I'll make it five. (laughs) I'll make you five pies! Tim Allen's like, calm down.
0: (laughs) There's no fucking way. Yeah. No way.
1: It's just, I just imagine her childhood of, like, this daughter getting away with everything. Yeah! You know what I would like to have for my birthday party, Mom, is I'd like to have, like, a real castle and a unicorn. Like, I'll make it! I'll make it for you! We'll get it! (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're gonna do that.
1: Like, calm down. We're gonna have to figure this out. But you can't just promise her everything. And then she's all like, and Dad, you know what, I... I can't wait to see Frosty. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. There have been scenes before where Frosty's face changes depending upon what's going on. Tim Allen is like, no, I'm not going to get Frosty. And it shows Frosty and his face is frowning.
0: Yeah. And it kind of looks evil. It
1: does. It looks very evil. And then when he's all like, well, I'll put it up for her. The face is smiling. Yeah. And you're like, is that thing
0: alive? I thought maybe it was going to play a part in this movie.
1: You almost think it does because it actually talks to him later. He's like, what the fuck is that? Frosty? (laughs) He looks at his glass like he's drinking too much. He's like, what the fuck? Uh, But I wanted to be like, oh, yes. Like in that horror movie, Jack Frost, where the snowman comes to life Mm -hmm. and kills people. Yeah. Like like they have a murderous snowman in their basement hiding out for the season. (laughs) But like, oh, you remember how this Frosty showed up on our doorstep after that uh, string of murders that happened a few streets over?
0: Weird. Let's just put it in the basement. It'll be fine.
1: (laughs) It had... I'm assuming what it had on it was a jam, but it, it could have been blood. I it guess it was
0: really heavy. <laughs>
1: well, well, yeah. I guess it's not too heavy because he is lifting it. Because Tim Allen's like, "Oh yes, I'll put the fucking frosty up."
0: And he and okay, I didn't like how he put it up because he put he put a noose like a literal yeah. noose around his neck. And you already know how I feel about nooses. I just don't like them.
1: Yeah. You know, it just triggers some things in people and yeah, yeah, it doesn't look... See, what I thought was going to happen with that because instead of asking for help, he tries to lift the Frosty up by himself and I thought the Frosty was going to fall and it was looked like he was trying to hang it. Like he's like, fuck this Frosty! right. And I thought the neighborhood was going to be like, oh my god, he hates Christmas!
0: What's he doing to Frosty? Yeah.
1: But the whole neighborhood comes out when they see him lifting it up. They're like, he's putting Frosty up! Yeah. And I'm like... They're like, yeah, good job. You're putting Frosty up. Oh, my God. So weird. This neighborhood is strange. Well, he tries to put Frosty up. It slips, falls off the roof, and breaks into a million pieces. (laughs) He falls off the roof, but is hanging by the rope by his foot.
0: Right. So he doesn't hit the ground.
1: Yeah. I think he says, uh, Tim Allen has some weird lines here.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, this this is awful, too. He said it was a suicide attempt, but he misunderstood the instructions. Yeah. What?
1: I don't know. That's just,
0: no. Like, you don't joke around about shit like
1: that. No, yeah, that's kind of messed up, meaning, like, he thought he he was going to try and hang himself, but he thought he had to do it by the leg.
0: Which I say that, and we have a very dark sense of humor, so there's shit that we make fun of that we probably
1: shouldn't. You know, there's some stuff that kind of gets to us, too. Yeah.
0: But anyway, I didn't like it.
1: I think there is a scene... (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, shows up at this point where all the firemen and stuff, they show up.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when Jamie Lee Curtis shows up, I think he says something like, oh, can you can you kill me for real or something? He says something like that.
0: No, oh, I don't know. Can you hang
1: me for real now? Because he doesn't want to have to deal with her. They get him down and the whole neighborhood is here. And he, Dan Aykroyd and him are talking and he's like, you know what? We just, <sighs> Blair's actually coming home. And they're like, oh my God, Blair's coming home. She's like the kid to the neighbor's right they all act like she's her daughter and i'll be like she's uh. an angel
0: <laughs> i'm like what this is a weird-ass neighborhood she is from heaven directly i
1: guess it was like oh blair's coming home that's amazing and they're like well you know we didn't have anything we were rushing we were trying to get a tree and i borrowed the tree and uh, there is a line that jamie lee curtis the only thing she could find was smoked trout for christmas
0: mm-hmm. and everybody's like Ew. yeah
1: and and Dan Aykroyd, you know, credit to where credit's due, is like, all right, everybody, we're cutting together, and we're going to put on the best fucking Christmas for him every year. Yeah. And they're like, well, why should we help him? He hasn't been very Christmassy this year. And he's like, well, he uh, it, it's almost like It's a Wonderful Life. It's like, well, here, I, I, Blair babysit your kids and, and took care of your kids, too. Mm-hmm. It's like that scene in uh, it's, all, it's a Wonderful Life. It's like, well, the money's not here. It's in Fred's house and Bill's house.
0: Yeah, you should... You should feel obligated, obligated to do to. this.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Dan Aykroyd's like, "All right, everybody, we're gonna go to the ho- go to your houses, grab a bunch of shit, and we'll meet back here in thirty minutes." <laughs> and he's like, "Nora," or her name's Nora, I think, right? Nora Crank, Jamie Lee's I character, whatever. Know. He's like, "Jamie, did you get your honey ham?" And she's like, "I got smoked trout." And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "And there is a person on the streets like." Well, we got two honey hands. I'll give you one. And he's like, that's fantastic.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: Like, why did you get two if you're only going to make one? I, I, d- never mind. Yeah. Don't make sense out of it. COVID was coming and we heard that the uh, honey baked hams were going to go out. So we hoarded them. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Instead of toilet paper, it was honey. Yes. Hickory honey hands.
1: So this whole thing now is them rushing to get everything together. The neighborhood does come together and and puts everything together, you know, and like. Jamie Lee's like directing them. She's making cookies. We did miss out on a very important scene that while Tim Allen is hanging up Frosty, she goes to get some stuff for the pies that she's gonna make.
0: Some liquor too.
1: She loads up on this liquor. Mm-hmm, she's there's a, a drinker. There is a side to this movie where Jamie Lee has got some problems. Yeah. <laughs> um. But she goes to the store and is loading up on liquor, and there's just this dude there. And he's like, well, hi, Nora. How are you guys doing this year for Christmas? And she's like, well, we're doing okay. Has no idea who this guy is. And she
0: does the ho- awkward, like, I don't remember who you are, but you yeah. seem to know me. Hey, you.
1: Yeah, because he's even like, oh, Blair is in Peru now for the Peace Corps, right? And she's like, well, he knows who my daughter is. Yes, yes, she is. Yes. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, we're having a party. Do you want to come? And he's like, well, that, that would be fantastic. Aww. Yes, I would.
0: He seems like a nice guy.
1: Yeah we're going to get into this guy because I want to know if the ending of this movie you think is real or if they were just doing that as like a, the end, but we'll get there. Okay. So we we're here in this big montage of them getting everything ready. There's a ton of people in their house, like redecorating, putting lights up and trees up and shit. A big snowstorm happens that starts yeah. while they're doing it now. And there's this whole bit that Tim Allen is doing where he's putting stuff up, but he has like these sticks that are bundled and he's like, what are these? He's like, does anybody know what these are? Yeah. Cinnamon sticks, cinnamon sticks. Were they okay? Mm-hmm. And he's like, are these legal? Yeah. And then we cut back to him at one time and he's trying to smoke them. Yeah. He's like lighting them with a lighter.
0: I think he was just acting or pretending to be funny.
1: Yes. I'm imagining that he was improvising that,
0: mm. but
1: Tim Allen, as I told you, you know, got busted for cocaine smuggling when he was younger. Right. I was like, Hey, he'll, he'll roll over on whoever gave him those weed sticks. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he did when he was younger <laughs> you do what you gotta do he's like prison time i'll tell you everything yeah he's young and scared which you know i know people were scared but i watched goodfellas at a young age they said you never tell anybody about your business and you always keep your mouth shut it's true <laughs> all of it's true like look if we got busted for something i wouldn't be like shelly did it i'd be like i don't know
0: well, you, well i mean i would never on you yeah we'll see
1: <laughs> you know,
0: except that one time.
1: Yeah. Oh! Is that how they knew where I was going to be?
0: <laughs> you're currently under surveillance,
1: so uh, watch what you're doing. Is that how they knew that I was hiding out in that motel after that murder? <laughs> <laughs> like in Fargo at the end, where he's like, they arrest Jerry Lundegaard in that motel at the end? He's yeah. like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> So weird. That's
1: how I got arrested. They came to me just like Jerry Lundergard and they're like, Mr. Johnson. And I was like, Who? (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: Yes, that's me. I (laughs)
1: forgot. They find out that Blair and Enrique have gotten in early. And they're like, God damn it. We Mm. need more time to make this Christmassy.
0: Stall. We need to stall.
1: Yeah, so Dan Aykroyd tells Cheech Marin and Jake Busey, he's like, You guys go pick her up. And they're like, Well, we're cops. We can't just go pick people up and bring them here. And he's like, do you want me to talk to your chief? And they're like, fine, fine, we'll go. God damn. This neighborhood. Yeah.
0: They're like controlling the world or something.
1: Yeah, I guess. And so they go to pick him up and they're still putting shit up. It's just, there's a long stretch of them just decorating this house for Christmas. Yeah, way too long.
0: For some reason, Dewey like radios the cops somehow.
1: Like he's got a radio
0: and he's all like. You need to, you know, we need more time.
1: Yeah, because they picked the Blair and Enrique up from the airport. And they're like, oh, we, we got him. We're coming in. And yeah, it, Dewey has like his own radio. And they're like, we need more time still. How can we stretch this movie out even longer? And Dewey's like, er, yes, you guys need to uh, stall. stall." And he's like, <laughs> what kid? This is," And he's trying to make it seem like he's not talking to a little kid. He's like, oh, because... What's funny is that before he gets that, he's driving like five miles an hour down Mm -hmm. the road. And she's like, why are you driving so slow? And he's like, oh, very slippery outside. I got to be safe.
0: Be careful. Yeah.
1: And then when Dewey calls him again, he's like, oh, that was my chief. I think he uh, I think he heard that a robbery was going on or something. Yeah. So he pulls over to the side and this is this movie won't end. But Cheech Marion is doing this thing with Jake Busey. Jake Busey's like, why are we out in the car? And he's like, uh, we're having to stall. The party's not ready yet. We gotta do something. He's like, let's just walk down to the end of the road here. Look like we're looking at something, and then walk back.
0: <laughs> Isn't the cop radio like a, like you can hear? You would think what people are saying.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how Blair and Enrique didn't hear what was going on. Yeah,
0: they were like, uh, we're we're in the back seat. I heard that. Totally know what's happening right now. They sounded
1: like a little boy told you to stall.
0: Yeah, what's happening? Are you kidnapping us?
1: <laughs> are you a real police officers? <laughs> So the millionth plot line of this movie is they actually do see a guy robbing a house. Um, The cops see this guy break out of an apartment building. Jake Busey runs up the icy stairs and slips and like almost caves his head in. Mm -hmm. It, It is a rough hit. He slips and falls and hits his head on the stairs. The dude like gets out and Cheech Marin, you know, they get him. And Jake Busey like shoves him up against the glass in front of Blair and Enrique in the back of this car and they like start screaming. <laughs> Freaking out. Yeah. It's a little funny. They finally have everything at this Christmas party ready. The cops show up and they there's a funny scene where they leave this guy, this robber, in the back seat of the car with the windows down. Yeah. Like he's a dog, but also not that it's like a huge snowstorm going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or that he can escape, like He can't get out the window.
1: Yeah. That's impossible. It's insane. But the cops are there. Like, both cops are playing guitars. Cheech Marin really can play. He was in Cheech and Chong, where they did musical sketch and stuff. Right. And Dan Aykroyd is playing his accordion. Of course. (laughs) They're all like, oh, they're having a great time. And the, the unknown dude talks to Enrique in Spanish. Oh, yeah. Because he comes up to Enrique and he's like, oh, excuse me, uh. Where, where are you from and he's like oh i'm from peru and he's like oh i spent some time there and he's like uh que pasa like mm-hmm. como que quieres and he's like oh, oh and so they go off and have their own little speech and talk for a bit and
0: start bonding
1: i think he says he's like my name is mart or marty or something like that and there oh, is yeah. there is a funny scene where blair is talking to her parents and she's like who is that guy and he's like, hello, my name is Marty. He's like, that's Marty. <laughs> Don't you know Marty? <laughs> like, no one Good knows. Good old Marty. No one knows who he is, like, at all.
0: Our cat may come in here.
1: <laughs> yeah. What? His name is Marty. Call my name? <laughs> so they're all playing music, and then Jamie Lee Curtis gives a very thoughtful, heartfelt speech about, oh, thank you. We needed you. We love you guys so much.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: they wait on Tim Allen to kind of say something nice, too. And he's like, ditto. <laughs> and he just walks out. Like the worst. The worst speech ever. And
0: everybody is just like so quiet and just kind of like, did that just happen?
1: Like, oh, that was not good. Wow, he is a jerk. And because Dan Aykroyd was in the Blues Brothers and he loves blues music, he starts playing Eddie Cochran something else. I think he plays something else by Eddie Cochran. He's, like, well, baby, I'm oh, He's yeah. playing uh, the really accordion. jamming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... You know, Tim Allen is sitting in the kitchen by himself. He's all huffy and puffy. And he tells Jamie Lee, because she's like, you're still pissed off about the trip, aren't you? He's like, we could still go. We could still make it.
0: (laughs) We have to leave like right now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But we could go. And she's like, you know, I thought you would have understood, you know, all these people doing all this stuff for us would have made you understand how much we need them and they love us. But I guess not. You just only want this dumbass trip.
0: So selfish.
1: And at this point, at some time, Dewey sees the robber sitting in the back of the car and he lets him out. He's like, fine, I tell you what, you get some food, but you're only going to be in here for five minutes and then you're coming right back out to the car. Yeah. And this robber immediately goes upstairs to start robbing.
0: Of course. Because he's like, I swear on my kids. Yes, that's right. On my kids' lives or whatever.
1: He says to Dewey, he's like, I haven't eaten in seven days. I'm just trying to get stuff for my kids for Christmas. (sighs) And Dewey's like, oh, that's such a heartfelt speech. Okay. So, yeah, he lets him in. The guy immediately goes upstairs.
0: Which you would think he would be handcuffed, but. Yeah. Maybe maybe he unhandcuffs
1: him. It was the. Oh, I think he does. Yeah, I think he gets the keys or something or takes them. Yeah. I was going to say it's the honesty honesty system here where it's like, okay, we're going to leave you here with the car unlocked, the windows down, Mm -hmm. not in handcuffs, and you better stay in there, mister. You stay. Stay. Good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Allen's like, you know, Tim Allen looks through his door outside and he sees that intimate walsh and his wife are in their house across the street yeah nosy so he goes over there and he's like hey you know i noticed that you weren't over and he's like oh you know she's uh, not feeling very good so uh, or you know it's just mm-hmm. too difficult to get across the street at this time and he's like well i wanted to say thank you and he's like well great yeah you're welcome man. you know get the fuck off my property yeah
0: <laughs> get the hell out of here we don't like you <laughs>
1: He gives them the ham because the dude that no one knows brings the honey ham in the can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of good it did because it's just sitting on the table and Tim Allen takes it and gives it to him. That's right. He's like, oh, for, Yeah, when he first goes over, he's like, I wanted to give you this as a thank you. And M.M. Walsh is like, well I'm, well, I'm allergic to pork and she <laughs> can't really eat that. And he's like, Oh, and she's like, But, but that's a nice gift. Thank you. We'll keep it. And he starts to leave, and he sees through the window his family enjoying Christmas and laughing, and he's like (sighs) – knocks on the door, goes inside again, and he's like, you know what? I want you guys to have this ticket – these tickets to go on the trip.
0: Yeah, and then they start throwing
1: out excuses
0: like, oh, no, 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 we can't. We've got this. We've got to do that. What about our our cat? Yeah, nobody's here to watch our cat.
1: There's another heartbreaking story here where they – I'm assuming they're talking about their son – the wife is like, oh, well, yeah. Robert said he's probably going to stop by, and she says that a few times, and Emma Walsh is like, oh, Robert hasn't been here in years. Yeah. I'm like, what's that story? Oh, that sounds more interesting
0: than what's going on right now. It's
1: like, what did you do to Robert to make him not <laughs> want to come back? Are you good
0: parents, or is Robert just a
1: bad kid? <laughs> well, I beat him every now and again, you know, it's- he deserved it. Did
0: you call him an old man, too?
1: He told me that he was uh, homosexual. I was like, I never want to see you oh, again. Oh, no. No, I don't know. But, it, yeah, that's a heartbreaking line where he's like, Robert hasn't been home in years. Yeah, that uh, is. Like, even when you told him that your mom has cancer, like Robert's not coming home. There's <sighs> something
0: there, man. Something <laughs> deep.
1: <laughs> this is maybe um, M. Emmett Walsh's same character from the movie Blood Simple where he plays a hitman. And he's like... Oh, I used to uh, kill people back in the day. You know, Robert found out. He found out when I took him along with me one time.
0: Oh but shit! This
1: is what Daddy does.
0: <laughs> it was Take your kid to work day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i take your kid to work day. What do you want from me? He says something like, "Dad, I never want to see you again." And I was like, "Oh, whatever. Oh, fine, fine." <laughs> hey, I didn't know he was. Sh- he was. Uh, this is so hard not to do the we hate movies voice. But, like, I didn't. I didn't know he was serious about it. <laughs> Thinking back on it, I shouldn't have made him pull the trigger. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, his fingerprints aren't on record. I'm not going to get caught. He's not going to get caught.
0: It's no big deal. (laughs) No. He's, you know, got to grow up one day.
1: Yeah. So, after all their excuses, you know, Tim Allen, it's a very lovely scene. Mm -hmm, It is. He's like, This is all expenses paid. He's like, I didn't get the cancellation insurance. We're not going. Blair's staying with us for a few days. You got to go. And they bring up a very good point where they're like, oh, our names are on all these tickets. And he's like, I'm going to take care of it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, how? It's 2004, man. You got to get there eight hours in advance. And if your names aren't on the tickets, they're taking you in the back and beating the shit out of you.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he you knows somebody that knows somebody that he's paid lots of money to that will make it happen. He's
1: probably got like a trip. Uh, oh, what do you call it? Your travel agent. Oh, maybe. Which those people were always assholes when I dealt with them in Chase. They're like, "Uh, yes, can I get my travel agent number on here?" I'm like, "I don't do that. Like, Ooh. I am." Um... I don't know what that means. Wait, not Chase. When I worked at Expedia, oh, I'd get those okay. people and I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm trying to book my uh, book a trip for some people here. And can I get my travel agent number?" I'm like,
0: "Okay, that makes sense.
1: Uh, this is a, this is Expedia customer service." <laughs> It was just dumb. But maybe he's got a travel agent like that. that They're like, sure, I'll, I'll, you know, book the trips for me. I don't know if people even do that anymore. If you have travel agents. Yeah, there's travel agents out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I'll take care of the names. You know, your trip is tomorrow, so I don't know how the fuck I'm going to have this changed in the system for you to go because you have to leave at noon. Yeah. And he tells them that they're going to have to get to the airport two hours early, which, again, 2004, three years after 9-11, Mm -mm. no not two hours early at all
0: get there like a day
1: yeah (laughs) a day (laughs) he's like don't wear a belt um no liquids no yeah at at all all. (laughs) yeah yeah he's like well you guys got to get there two days so they accept the tickets it's very nice and And Emmett Walsh is like, well, thank you very much, old man. We love you, and thank you so much. And then he, like, runs back in. He's like, we're going
0: to start packing! (laughs) Exactly. Which,
1: it seems like it's late at night because Blair says she got in at 8. Yes. Which may be 7, so she said got in early. I don't know how long this party's been going on for, but Mm. it's got to be late at night. These old folks have to pack for a week trip and get to the airport an hour or two hours early.
0: Yeah, they can do it.
1: I would be so pissed.
0: I have faith in them.
1: Like, thanks for dropping this burden on me. Yeah. (laughs) I think we could do it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a shitty way of doing it. Kind of like, it would stress me out. Oh, God, Like, if somebody came over and gave us tickets, great that it's for a cruise and it's free. But I would be stressed out and trying to pack and get everything ready and go and blah, blah, blah.
1: It would be very overwhelming for sure.
0: I'm a planner, and if you don't give me enough time to plan... freak out
1: yeah absolutely i would do that as well 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 tim allen's walking back to his house and at while he was doing that the robber dewey finds him he was like taking things out of their house yeah and he's like you said you just wanted to get stuff for your kids and he's like i don't even have kids ah jokes on you the robber jumps out of the window and he falls down the garage because tim allen like calls him out he's like get down from there he is gonna run and santa stops him i think santa like hits him in the head with an umbrella
0: yeah he comes out with an umbrella and and just hits him yeah i guess yeah
1: so the police take that guy away and then everybody else goes back into the house and tim allen's like well thanks santa (laughs) he's like i didn't you know that was great and he's like well i told you you should use an umbrella and it turns out that the unknown man was santa from the beginning
0: it's marty yeah,
1: he's the guy that was trying to give him an umbrella. They didn't know who he was, but he knows who everybody is. But he tells him he's like, "I gotta get going." He's like, "It's snowing really bad, and this is a good time of year to sell umbrellas to people."
0: Yeah, he's like, "I gotta go to work."
1: Yeah, and he he leaves in the tiniest little bug. It's like a shitty bug so car. Cute. It's funny. Oh yeah, so Jamie Lee Curtis is outside with Tim Allen, and they're looking at their window again. They see their daughter kiss Enrique with like all the neighbors are like standing around them watching them staring at them. They're like, "Yeah, she's kissing him." That's weird. It's very strange. I and it's very
0: awkward and uncomfortable and, and like I'm like if it was New Year's Eve and you know everybody's kissing at midnight, it makes sense. Yes. But why would you just stare at somebody kissing?
1: It's very strange. Like I would be weirded the fuck out. Yeah. But Tim Allen goes skipping Christmas. What a dumb idea. And Jamie Lee is like, maybe next year. And he looks like, well, okay, maybe. <laughs> so they go back inside, and as the camera's pulling out, we see Frosty on someone's roof. And he's like, Merry Christmas, everybody. Like, moving.
0: Yeah, he's alive.
1: And we didn't touch upon it, but when Tim Allen goes across the street to Emmett M. Walsh, the Frosty is talking to him. He's like, Luther... And Tim Allen thinks that he's drunk, but when he comes back around the street, he there's his neighbor that like got electrocuted earlier is mm. stuck up there. And he's frozen. Yeah. He's like, they took the ladder down and I'm stuck. He's like, I'll get you down. <laughs> Poor guy. But the camera pulls out and Frosty says, Merry Christmas. And then Reindeer, pulling the little bug with Marty in it fly away like he's santa for real
0: like for real
1: and i looked it up online in the trivia and it was like oh yes he is santa claus supposed to be and i'm like is he supposed to be really santa claus or is he just the dude dressed as him
0: i don't understand how santa is even involved in this movie i don't know because it's just all about them taking a trip and then having to come together as community to throw this party
1: yeah which the trivia on imdb is funny it was like technically this movie does not happen on christmas They said it takes place like the night before or something. So they're not having Christmas. So I don't know. I was like, was he really Santa? That's dumb. Yeah.
0: No, it is. And there were so many, there were, well, several, a handful of good spots that were funny that I laughed at. But it's like they didn't know where they were going to go. With this movie. Yeah. It wasn't well planned out.
1: Right. And we missed, we didn't talk about all of it. I mean, like, we didn't talk about Tim Allen improvising like a crazy guy when he got Botox and was eating like a duck.
0: Oh, God, that was gross.
1: It was weird. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here that just didn't feel like it worked. I mean, there were some funny moments. But, yeah, I I overall didn't end up liking it very much. I felt like it was really long.
0: Yeah. 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 It it did, and I mean, just those funny parts was okay, and I like Jamie Lee Curtis, but overall, I I don't love the movie.
1: No, no, I guess it bombed hardcore at the theater, and yeah, it just didn't do very well. Tim Allen loves doing Christmas shit, I guess, because he did the Santa Claus trilogy, Mm -hmm. he's doing the Santa Claus show now, Christmas with the Cranks, and they said there's another one, but I couldn't remember, but yeah. I'm
0: excited for that Stranger Things, that guy. In stranger things doing that santa movie
1: oh uh violet Night. yeah yeah where you play santa trying to it's like die hard
0: i can't wait to see that
1: yeah i hope it's pretty good i think it's getting good reviews kind of like yeah, it's okay it's a good action movie yeah and well there we go that is christmas with the cranks
0: yeah thanks for listening guys um and again if you have anything you want to add if you have a story something funny just send it to us. It'll be fun to to talk about you on the next episode. Yeah. And uh you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Email us the film obsessed couple at gmail.com. And we appreciate the hell out of you for listening.
1: Yes, we thank you guys so much. Next week we will be wrapping up our Christmas season We will be doing what I hopefully have saved the worst for last. We're doing Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas.
0: Oh, dear Lord.
1: 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But on the bright side, it's only an hour and like 10 minutes.
0: Thank goodness, because I got finals.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I don't think he could fit all of his hatred and shit for other people that are not white into an entire movie. Exactly. Uh, Anyway, so until then, we'll see you next week for Saving Christmas. Bye-bye.